this is Dimitri Martin talking, and you're hearing my voice on and in relation to showbizmonkeys.com. Hi, I am with Kurt Brownler. I just wanted to welcome you to Just for Laughs in a few short days. Yeah. Uh, you have been performing in an amazing show, Hot Tub, with mm-hmm. Kristen Schaal for several years. It started in New York, moved it to L.A. Uh, what was the inspiration behind that show? Oh, that show started 17 years ago in 2005. I um, It just was like, you know, Kristen and I were both looking to start a variety show at the same time. I was primarily doing improv and I wanted to start writing and I knew I needed a deadline to write. And so uh, it was at this theater uh, called The Pit in New York City. And I w- went yeah. to the artistic director and I said, um, I was like, hey, I want to start a variety show. And he's like, Kristen Shaw just asked me the same thing. And we didn't know each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had seen her perform. She had seen me perform. And I, I literally, I, she, I, she was like backstage. So I literally like walked backstage and was just like, Hey, you want to do a variety show together? She's like, okay. And, <laughs> and we just happened to really hit it off. Like we have a very similar sensibility. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, I've watched some of the clips online. I've listened to the album. <laughs> uh, there's a very natural rapport between the, the two of you. Um, now, like you said, in 2005, you started, you've also recorded an album, did it as a virtual show over the pandemic. Uh, it's been running for a long time. What keeps you like inspired and coming back to doing a variety show like that? I, you know, uh, especially after there's so many reasons. I mean, like uh, the, 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 like one of the, you know, things that always is like the reason we need it in our lives is that mm. it's just a place to write and experiment and try things out. Um, and it's nice to have that kind of like safe space to do that every week. But uh, what I realized too, after the pandemic is there's the first hot tub back um, after, you know, a year and a half or whatever. And I was watching people do stand up, and I was like, I, deeply love watching stand up like i love the idea of here's a person you don't know and they're getting on stage and you're getting to see the inside of their brain essentially mm-hmm. you get to see how their mind works and that is just endlessly fascinating to me and uh so i and you know a lot of variety shows people are always just hanging out in the green room chatting and at hot tub i'm always far too nervous about missing and also the way that the the space works it's like the green room is so separated from the um the stage that you kind of can't hear if you need to like run out and bring the next person on so i always watch the whole show um which i think is i don't know that's that makes me a weirdo in the variety <laughs> show world but i love watching the show and it's just it, it brings me great joy every week well i mean you've had amazing guests i mean Canadian Dan Smith, but you've also had like Reggie Watts, Patton Oswalt, Emily Heller, John Hodge, like just like a who's who of amazing, funny people. So I yeah. would want to be watching that as much as I would be wanting to be hanging out backstage. So I understand <laughs> that. Um, is there some like, is there a formula or what, what is it that when you say, oh, that person needs to be on the show? Like, is there something that you're looking for when, when you choose? You know, when we started Hot Tub, it was a very weird show. It was like, mm-hmm. we really pushed the, the weird boundary. Uh, like we used to have live animal races every show. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
<clears throat> that got out of hand. Uh, we needed to stop that. <laughs> there was a lot of, we let go, let a lot of cockroaches go in that theater. Um, and uh, so, we, so it used to be like the weirder, the better. And we uh -huh. still like that at Hot Tub. We still try and preserve that to have a little bit of true variety, if you will. Uh -huh. But anybody who's funny, we would love to have on Hot Tub. You know, it's not, um, we're not hyper precious about it. Um, we'd like to get new people up as much as we possibly can. We like for it to be, especially in Los Angeles, a place where people can come and see people they've never seen before and have it still be a fantastic show. Is there like a, a particular show or moment that really stands out as something that like, oh, this is why I do it. This is what I, why I love it. Oh, wow. There's been so many. I mean, I think uh, like maybe like one of the first times we had Bridget Everett on, Mm -hmm. um, and she would just do, she would just like, <laughs> she was sitting on people's laps in the front row and yeah. accidentally peeing on them. <laughs> she was getting so into it. She's like, I'm so sorry. I just peed on you. <laughs> and <laughs> she was <laughs> so like those times where it just feels super, super crazy. We also mm -hmm. used to have this, um, there's a puppeteer by the name of Paul McGinnis who used to do this puppet piece that was all in the dark so it, like the lights would go out but the puppet was um was covered in uh bioluminescent paint or i don't know if it's bioluminescent i don't even <laughs> i just used a big word it's glow in the dark uh, okay. and and then it like spews this like glow in the dark liquid out at the audience and like the moment like that where everyone is just like losing their minds like people are <laughs> screaming in the audience like it's really i think those are some of my favorite moments Awesome. Now, you recently posted a picture of yourself and Kristen in your costumes from Penelope, Princess of Pets. Yes. Uh, so both, which was an amazing web series, some great performances. Uh, Comedy Lab episode was super, had some terrific people on it as well. Uh, is that something you'd ever want to return to and play in that world some more? Uh, we love Penelope. We would really love to. It's unfortunately like there's a, there's an ownership problem with it, mm. with an old management company that we have that are not releasing the rights to us. So, mm. yeah, it's just corporate dumb stuff. There's, but we love that world, and we would love to do something with it again. But I don't, I don't think unless the lawyers have to get involved. You know, like <laughs> it's a little boy. Yeah. You know, this industry is pure pure garbage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you put pour your heart into something, and yeah. you, you never know if you're going to own it at the end of. And the then day. somebody who doesn't give a shit about it prevents you from using it and making it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> now, how hard was it getting around on those wheelies? Because I saw you like zipping around in that, and I'm like, I would break my neck. They <laughs> they take a while to like get used to because I always assumed that with the heat, like for people who don't know, what we're talking about. There are these shoes from like, I don't know what, the mid 2000s that had one wheel on the bottom of each. Uh, and then you could, if you balance correctly, you kind of like scoot. It's very strange way to walk. <laughs> I always assumed that the wheel somehow retracted into the shoe so that they, you could walk around. It, it doesn't. So if you're, it's, there's always a wheel on the bottom of your shoe. So you kind of have to walk like you're in high heels until you start to scoot. So you're just like walking on your toes and then you, you lean back into the thing. It really hurts your, um, 
your shins. That's like the muscle that you don't ever use because that's what's like all holding you. You're like locking your shins, like yeah. you're pulling down with your shins to make sure you don't go backwards. It's a real weird feeling. <laughs> uh, now, are there other <clears throat> premises or ideas that, that you've done in the past that you'd like love to return to and, and explore? Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, like Penelope would be great. Um, you know, anything with Kristen, you know, we're, we're just trying to find that kind of a new project to do together. Um, we've, we've been exploring this idea. There's this guy, Le Patoman, I think is his name. He's, he was like this French uh, fart artist uh, <laughs> who worked at the Moulin Rouge. And um, he was like amazing. He could fart anything. And he's a real dude. He was the highest paid performer in France uh for like 20 years and then had like wow. a really crazy downfall and it's a great cool weird strange story and uh kristen and i would love to make that into a movie I think. that that sounds amazing yeah. <laughs> i would take my money please <laughs> now you've also been working on bananas uh mm -hmm. since april of 2020 with scotty landis uh what inspired you to do like a, a bananas news podcast we had done a, Scotty and I had done a pilot for Comedy Central way back in the day um, that was about strange news and, and it didn't get picked up. And we always thought that that was an oversight, but you know, again, it's like, there's nothing you can do about it, you know? Um, yeah. But then I, you know, I just contacted him. I was like, we should do that as a podcast. We just happened to know our buddies had, you know, started this new podcast company um uh, you know and uh, it's called exactly right and it's now one of the biggest podcast podcast companies in the entire world uh and they were like yeah totally yeah let's do it and um yeah it was really it was awesome to work with friends and not have you know all the bullshit that's usually associated with business yeah I mean, that's one of the things that i found interesting about podcasts is it lets people just explore and play with a lot of the barriers removed that yeah. that you face if you're trying to explore these things otherwise now yeah. is there a, is is there a uh, this story that's like your favorite story that you're yes. like oh this is beautiful yes 100 percent. it is so in the late 60s early 70s <clears throat> nasa was trying to figure out <laughs> i don't know why they're trying to figure out how they would communicate with aliens if they came into contact with aliens mm -hmm. right it's just like they're going like eight, eight steps in, you know, it's just like, let's maybe <laughs> even find an alien before we try to figure out how to talk to it. But so they dumped millions of dollars into trying to figure out how to talk to aliens. And because the 60, late 60s and early 70s, man, it's like I really like America's brain was broken. Uh, and so one of the things they did was they got um, they took a they built a, an apartment that was half flooded. And they had this woman who was not a scientist who just happened to walk into the lab one day. Um, and she they had her live with a dolphin for two years oh, in this like half submerged apartment where like literally like her bed, she would sleep on a bed and then like get off the bed and she was in the water and like her kitchen was half flooded and there was a fucking dolphin swimming through it. <laughs> And every day she would try and teach the dolphin to talk, but the dolphin just wanted hand jobs. And so 
she just ended up having this weird sexual relationship with this dolphin where she would have she would have to jerk him off in order to get him to concentrate so he could so she could try to get him to speak English. I mean, and it was funded for two years. It was this huge like research lab in uh, in St. John uh, in the Virgin Islands. Wow. wow. I mean, and, it's so Looney Tunes. And, and, and who knew that many years later that would become a Guillermo del Toro film? <laughs> <laughs> that is, is has there ever been anything that you're like no this is just too bonkers nobody will be- believe me there's that- never there's never anything too bonkers what it is is usually it's too dark okay um yeah because yeah, we we do we do see bananas as nobody's coming to bananas to be bummed out it's yeah. a podcast called bananas, bananas. it's <laughs> the dumbest name uh and so yeah we keep it uh, as uplifting as possible. Now, um, my wife and I watched um, Trust Me pretty oh, recently. Um, and uh, towards the end of the show, you do an act out as a beaver. Yes. And uh, as Canadians, we have a profound <laughs> emotional and, and psychological relationship with beavers. And that's why I like Canadians. <laughs> and as soon as we heard that voice, we we're like, yeah, that's, that's, that's the voice <laughs> of a beaver. That is the voice. There's no questioning it. How did you find that voice? Like, did it just like come to you or did you workshop it? No, that just came to me. That was just the first, that was just the first voice that I did for the beaver. Uh, it, it is perfect. Like, we, it's to the point where like, we'll wake up in the morning and ask each other a question. I'm not going to spoil it for those who haven't seen it. So go and watch this special. Uh, but we will, we will respond as the beaver <laughs> to one another because it's just, it's so wonderful. Oh, thank um, you. Now, now, one last question for you. Uh, if you were to meet a new comic, is there any one piece of advice that you'd uh, give them for at just starting out? Um, I mean, other than like the normal, like you just have to perform a lot and you're not going to be funny for 10 years. Um, other than those two things, I would say that... It, it's it not it has <laughs> how can i say this um when when you suffer the the avalanche of rejection that you will suffer uh, as a performer in this industry just know that it literally even though it feels like it has something to do with you it has nothing to do with you uh and just keep doing the things that you find funny. Because I think that is uh, the hardest part at a certain point where it's just everything feels very personal. And especially with social media, I mean, I think this is just good life advice, but like even with social media, it feels like, oh, everybody's doing better than you are all the time. And it's not true. Everyone is in the same exact boat as you. And the frustrations that you're feeling are not unique. Uh, We are all uh, unified in feeling frustrated with the world um, and that it doesn't matter <laughs> in a good way in a good way yeah awesome well, alright well thank you very much for spending this time uh, chatting with me thank you <laughs> <laughs>